Good morning. 7.27 a.m. on Monday, June the 5th, 2023. Much nicer morning than it was yesterday morning. I kind of regret not going out at like 4.15. Uh, not 4.15, 5.15. The, uh, the, there was a lot of low-lying low fog. It was quite pretty. I kind of regret not going out to see it. Or not going out to take a picture of it. Oh, and here comes... High school sports guy. Morning, morning. Nice day today. Yes, it is. I almost feel like I should call him Coach. Morning, Coach. The, uh, chemical treat lawn treatment people are out in force this morning. And they walked by the truck while I was trying to turn on the recorder and there's at least two more here right here in the neighborhood I got a good snoot full of the chemicals that's not going to be conducive to good health over time I think but I sometimes wonder about the people who have the job of applying that all day every day I think I'd want to wear a respirator And I'm sure <laughs> watching the guys circulating on your lawn, spraying chemicals, wearing respirators would be uh, a really uh, good message to send to clients. Not. Anyway, the beat goes on. The cat keeps calling. I got. Uh, I spent. Uh, time yesterday with the cat, spending uh, going down what is probably a side trip that I'm going to reduce to three sentences in the in the final edition. But it serves to prime my mental pump, and that's that's important. Also, it's. It's uh, paying attention to the details of everyday life rather than the exceptions to everyday life. It's kind of on brand with me. I mean, there's, there's a, a couple threads floating about about the school days not being the book people wanted or thought it should be or thought it might be. Which is, which is, you know, it's valid. It's not... <laughs> Once I publish it, it's not my book anymore. It's yours. And yours. And yours. And as I've said many times, as long as the people who are complaining are complaining about the same things as the people who are not, who are happy, who like it, and the people who like it outnumber the others, then I'm doing okay.
mouth is being difficult this morning. A couple of points. First, um, these three Marva Collins books were written in 2021. The first draft was all one 350,000 word file. And the books you're seeing are chunks of that file. In large part because it's actually three stories. And in spite of the fact that I wrote it as one monster novel, the reality is that monster novel was three stories. The first story has to do with how the Marva Collins made it into space. The second story has to do with what happened when it got there. And the third story is the one where it went back to Port Newmark. And those are three distinct stories that I just managed to mash into one file. So, yeah, book one seems a lot like Prelude. <laughs> I said in one of the commentaries. Um, it doesn't matter how pretty the bridge is, the first thing you have to do is lay the abutments. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those aren't necessarily all that exciting. It doesn't mean they're not important. It doesn't mean they don't have a story of their own. Getting the bolts to line up once you have this bridge moving is uh, pretty critical. So yeah. I hear you. It, it's not a result of my depression over cancer. It's not a result of my wanting to hurry to get it out. I did get beta feedback. I know I said I didn't, but I actually did. I just didn't make it a public beta. I just didn't make a call for beta readers. I didn't give it to... I didn't call for 20, 20 beta readers and then give it out a hundred times. Maybe I should have, I don't know. But I like the book, I'm gonna stand by the book. And uh, I'm gonna keep going with the cat. I'm still waiting for cover art for working class. I'll probably publish that at the end of June. And assuming I can get the cover art for Hard Knocks for book three, and I get book three back from Karen. It's not really due back from Karen quite yet.
But that book should go out to the Iran somewhere around the end of July. But at the moment, I can't really complain. Wizard's Butler is above 500 in the Amazon store. So is School Days. Having two books in the top 500 is really nice in terms of the number of page reads, the number of purchases. I'm quite happy with the way it's performing. So onward. The cat? The cat is is coming along. I really like where the cat is going. I like the connections the cat has with book one. Um, I'm trying not to spoil it too bad. One of the one of the difficulties I had with the cat is that it really was just an idea without a story. And uh, thank you, Robert Evans, for for the idea of a cat that hunts the fairies. And he doesn't actually hunt the fairies, but makes the fairies nervous, which is close enough. Shouldn't be able to see the fairies. Shouldn't be able to get on the grounds, and yet, and yet it does. How is that possible? Magic. <laughs> So I'm almost through my uh, current walkthrough with Aloy and Horizon Dawn. I got an extra hour to play yesterday because I didn't do the podcast or walk yesterday. But I lost, I lost most of it. Speaking of cats, I lost most of it to Cannoli. I haven't talked much about Cannoli. Cannoli is still the backroom cat. Cannoli still is sequestered away from the Grand Dame. We have a, a black cat who's been with us for many, many years. And Cannoli, having been, if not abused or feral, was apparently on his own for quite a while and uh, doesn't play well with others. Coming up on it, you ready to sit with me, Monk Bust. So I spent part of my time yesterday, my extra time yesterday, sitting with Cannoli. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh. Robins must be hatching. There's a little piece of blue shell there on the floor, on the floor, on the sidewalk. Really didn't need this extra heavy hoodie this morning other than the pockets.
So Cannoli has finally accepted me enough that I'm able to sit with him on my lap and he will curl up and take a little nap. Now given that for months his response to any kind of interaction consisted basically of bites swats with a swats with claws out and the willingness to chase a laser beam EJ has really taken over with the with the uh, with Canola. He's when EJ comes into the room, nobody else is there. Just EJ and Canoli. and that's the way he wants it. <laughs> it's not necessarily the way EJ likes it, but he's a floof. He has a rough. He's the first. First cat I've I've had with a rough. It's it's sort of like a a low key mane. It's really it's really quite striking. But after so many months and months of being treated to hisses, swats, and bites, having him voluntarily get up on my lap, except being ruffled and brushed and scratched and then curling up to lay down and have a little snooze uh, feels really good and spending a half hour patting the cat reading my book doesn't seem like such a bad way to spend a half an hour in the course of a day what am I reading? I'm reading Dark Smith E.E. E. Darksmith, Triplanetary. Why am I reading this? Well, it's my classic for the month. Let's put it that way. We'll start with that. It's like I wanted to read a classic month. I wanted to read outside of my comfort level. This is certainly outside my comfort level. This is a book that, had I picked it up through my normal processes, by grabbing a sample, waiting to see if I like the book enough to read through the whole sample, then making the decision about whether or not I'm going to buy the book. Uh, this book would have failed. <laughs> uh, uh, this book would have failed. <clears throat> the comparison the metaphor I have for it is movies. And if a book is a movie and current books are good modern movies, which is 
problem. It's a problematic. It's a problematic metaphor to begin with. But hold in there with me. This Doc Smith book is an early Perils of Pauline silent film with the tinkling piano soundtrack. and the occasional placard on the screen. Overwrought acting prose. Melodramatic in the extreme. I'm about halfway through. <laughs> And it isn't getting any, it isn't, it isn't making much progress in terms of winning me over. I compare it to the book I finished just before it, which is Chloe Garner's The Queen's Chair, which just grabbed me by the nose and wouldn't let go. It just kept me reading and reading and reading. I didn't get as much writing done as I might have last week, the last few days, because of Chloe Garner's The, the Queen's Chair. Love the characters, love the world building. Love the story. Love the commentary. The, uh, what Garner has to say about cities and towns and politics and the roles different people play in those activities I found engaging I really did it was quite delightful compared to Doc Smith Now I realize they're different genres, but still. Honest to Pete. I'll finish it. I'm, um, I'm a little more than halfway through. I'm pretty sure it's going to end in a cliffhanger. Because that's the nature of the beast. That's what you did when you were writing Pulp and needed the next sale in order to pay your rent. And the beauty of it, I mean, it, I, I'm not, yeah, I am, I'm not gonna book. <laughs> but I'm not being critical of the environment that caused it to be created. Appreciating it for an artifact of the time. Like some sort of 
excavated graffiti on the walls of Pompeii. I can admire it for what it is. <laughs> Actually, thinking I'm going to read book two. Garner? I may. I'm. I. I really need to go back and read book two. I really need to go back to Garner's Queen's Chair Universe. There's four books in the series, and I. I really want to read them all. I want to find out what happens to Anastasia. I want to find out what happens to Jasper. I think I also have a, a, a new Bob and Nikki to read, so it's not like I'm going to go without reading material anytime soon. But six months reading a classic, whether I want to or not, I'm not sure what this is proving. At any rate, I am at the back gate. Tomorrow is another day. With any luck at all, I'll talk to you then. <laughs>